0: So yeah, I feel for you, mate. I feel so you. I'm just getting sick, and you are almost getting finished better. getting yep. uh, being sick. So welcome to a 100% <laughs> healthy 107 podcast <coughs> <Yep>. uh, today. <laughs> uh, today we will be covering um, arguably the sickest race ever, and that was the <laughs> Baku Grand Prix. That definitely wasn't a prearranged segue. Um, yeah, what a what a snooze fest
1: yeah i mean (laughs) why have you started laughing because it
0: was just it was just a snooze fest like um the the f2 was more interesting
1: yeah i think like if you're a new fan to formula one these races will happen you're gonna get a few of them throughout the year true um yeah just i think the shortening of the drs zone obviously had a bit of a negative impact um didn't allow for as many overtakes, um, and yeah, the safety car came out pretty much when the safety car window opened, so most people would have pitted then, yeah. Anyway, And only really messed around Verstappen
0: mm. and, and Lewis. That was
1: it, and I think, I think Lewis did all right at the end, he got past George, he yeah, made some moves. Or oh, at the he, time, it messed up Lewis, yeah, at the time, messed up because he just pitted, but yeah, yeah, it was literally just, uh, yeah. It was just, yeah, and no, no one crashed as well. Mm. Probably because of the cost cap, right? They're like, look, we cannot afford damage. Don't take any risks. So, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, the fact that there were more overtakes in the sprint race than there was in the actual race. Wow. Um. So I believe there were nineteen overtakes during the sprint race and only thirteen during the actual race.
1: Yeah, I I was hoping Um, that. Max would put a little bit more pressure on Sergio. Yeah. uh, Sergio had it in the bag. He just controlled that race from start to finish, and good on him. You know, a lot of people thought Max was going to walk away with it, but I think Sergio's showing is like, no, nope.
0: Yeah, I mean, street circuits. Would you count
1: Miami Street Circuit?
0: Right, a car park is not a street. Okay. (laughs) Technically, Uh, it's like associated. Technically, (laughs) it's private property um that's about as close to the street as you're gonna get miami is not a street circuit it's not it's in a car park of a in football stadium to do with a dolphin it's not a street
1: the the way Um, i classify it is if it's not a purposely built racetrack like spa or silverstone it's a street circuit right they've had to work within the means
0: true however what public roads does the miami grand prix use
1: the miami grand prix car park
0: (laughs) exactly which is not a street it's a car park uh there's not like classic roads or anything like that it doesn't use any pre-existing roads it's just it just is a car park it's just a Um, load of cement a flat underwater car park um so yes obviously the race was pretty flat um yep. just like miami however we do have some talking points don't we should we should we actually start with qualifying uh, uh on the friday
1: and um, big up big up number 16 charles yes few poles, Two polls smashed it in a row yeah i think he's like i think it's similar to what's happened with mclaren is they just have another chance to show their pace um mm. the cars obviously not all there as well. They've got upgrades and tweaks that they need to make, but it's still inherently a quick car. Mm. And Charles showed it uh, by getting pole twice. And uh, good on him. Obviously, the race pace is not really comparable to the Red Bulls. No. And I think Alonso was only a second off him at the end of the race. Um, so they've got to work on that. But yeah, well done to him in qualifying. I,
0: I don't know whether or not it's like a, they've got to work on that. I think Leclerc actually managed the race very well. Um, and I just think that Aston is also very good. I don't necessarily think it's anything wrong with Charles or anything wrong with the um, Ferrari. I'm just saying that that, that, that Aston yeah. is ridiculous as well. Um,
1: yeah, no, you don't get um, all those podiums without it being the quick car and exactly. its tires and all that. Yeah, exactly. Um But speaking of Ferrari, while one driver did well, mm. Carla's kind of underperformed a little bit. Yeah,
0: I don't know what's happened to him. He's sort of gone off the boil.
1: Mm.
0: Which is very interesting slash concerning. Um I mean, this is the first okay. the first race back after the three week break. So let's maybe see if he just needed to, you know, get rid of the dust it's a street circuit maybe he wasn't feeling that confident it's obviously like high risk high reward when it comes to that track so maybe he'll be back on form in Miami who knows um so we'll we'll have to wait and see whether or not there's like a smooth transition from from for Baku to Miami yeah exactly (laughs) for him uh so for me I think that the qualifying was pretty straightforward to be completely honest and it was much better than the qualifying on the saturday
1: yeah but what i found um was because it was on at nine o'clock in the morning on a saturday yeah i was like i didn't have that same emphasis to it's formula one let's go yeah kind of felt like having the qualifying on friday and having two qualifyings just took away from the specialness of qualifying mm. and it's just like well we kind of know what's going to happen because of friday it's either going to be red yeah. Bull or charlotte pole what's the point of watching it you know so if it was probably a little bit later in the day i probably would have watched it but for races like japan mm. australia if they were to have sprint races and it like i'm just like i'm not getting up for to watch a repeat of a red bull or charlotte or whoever put it on pole the day before put it on pole on on a saturday i'll be at the front kind of
0: yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, so obviously Saturday was um the brand new sprint Saturday format where they did um qualifying um which was uh Q1 knocks out 5 cars and is on the medium, Q2 knocks out 5 cars is on the medium, and then Q3 was not was a shootout for the top 10 and it was on the soft um you got 12 10 and 8 minutes respectively for each uh qualifying round and it was reasonably boring ish it wasn't amazing i i obviously woke it was up for very it. Forgettable. it it was very forgettable. yeah nothing in particular really happened um yep. which is kind of fine but also when you're trying to make this big spectacle out of a new thing maybe make it interesting Um, I still feel like one-shot quality probably has its place Um, or like I said like a head-to-head would also be interesting as well so like uh, I think again how Formula E does it would be pretty interesting too Um, but just doing that format wasn't amazing or go hard medium soft don't go medium medium soft for for the quality rounds because that makes no sense at least make them slightly different um for 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 me that it just it just doesn't make sense um, and to no. try that new format at Baku also makes no sense,
1: yeah, also the fact that it doesn't have an impact on the main race no means it's just kind of its its own thing, and people are just like, you just I just wasn't invested into it so just, yeah, okay. Whoever went to sprint race, went yeah. to sprint qualifying. Went to the, sprint. the only thing it did do, which also affected the snooze fest on Sunday, mm. was it showed what tyres worked and what didn't. True. So you, you could see that the soft tyres just went off really quickly. Yeah. Well, we won't use them in the race tomorrow.
0: Yeah, Lando tried using the softs in the sprint race. That's one good thing, actually, that did that did kind of come out of the sprint race to prepare everyone for the race proper, is that those soft tyres just were, at that track, horrific. Um, but would you say
1: that's a good thing or a bad thing? Because if you don't have that, good for no, the maybe maybe they could have picked up on like an FP two and FP three. Good for the teams, yeah.
0: Bad for the fans and for the racing, because good for the yeah, teams because they've got that extra data. They know race pace. Right, this soft is not it's not it. Yeah. Um, the only per- I believe the only person who used softs during the race. No, I think there were two. Um, was Ocon for the last lap and Russell for the last lap, I believe, Um, of the race proper. Um, Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I I just think that the – because we're talking about tyres anyway, I was going to bring it up a bit later. But for me with tyres, that hard tyre should not be lasting the entire length of the race and that medium tyre should not be lasting that long as well um and then the the soft tire should not only last nine laps like it went it, like you could you could start like the medium tire was fine for like 25 maybe even 30 laps if you really wanted it to be well, and the, look at Ocon. and the hard and the hard well yeah how long was Ocon on those mediums for was it the whole yeah. it wasn't the whole race was it because he, uh, he was on hards is. the 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 beginning of the race I believe yeah,
1: it was a safety car, yeah, but yeah. Uh, but anyway, space. those
0: those medium and hard tires should not be lasting that long whatsoever, especially comp- like in comparison to the soft tire being such a short lifespan. Um, Pirelli really need to work their game, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to these tires, like because just <sighs> I don't want them to to create tires like what happened with l- last time in Baku, where like these these tires are designed to fail dramatically and obviously Verstappen crashed out and had a very serious crash down that Baku straight but at the same time they should be they shouldn't be designed to you know do that like like the difference shouldn't be so big between soft and medium and hard
1: Esteban did the whole race basically on those tyres
0: yeah and they were he only
1: made his one stop at the end
0: yeah and they were hard right
1: uh Oof, I need to bring that data up somewhere. <laughs> Either way, he did 50 laps on yeah, a set of tyres. on a
0: set of tyres, which is it shouldn't yeah. happen. Like uh, For me, a hard tyre, it should be, realistically, it should be a hard lasts 30 to 35, a medium lasts 18, 22, and a soft lasts 8 to 12. Realistically, that's the perfect yeah. sort of window.
1: So, so there's two things to that. There's one is they obviously have to do the research and change the compound because every circuit's different yeah what's low and high deg so you've got to give I think probably a bit of leeway in that but I think maybe to kind of go against your point Mm. is that they should say well if you're kind on your tires we're going to give you this medium or hard which is going to last for ages and you get performance out of it and you can do one stop true whereas if you you know oh if you're medium if you're kind on your tires you probably get softer sorry but then some teams were like look you know we're not that great on the tires we'll go for mm. a medium and a one stop as opposed to a red bull ferrari might two or three stop and that could change races up a little bit as well True. so yeah it's it's just it's just a weird game with the tires at the moment yeah um, so but yeah like well we'll see, we'll see how the rest of the season goes but uh, yeah it was it was just a snooze fest and if it was like a soft like a red wall and a yellow wall, I think it mm. would have been a more exciting race. At least get, I think you should have a minimum of two stops in a race, minimum. I think that's what Pirelli or FIA, FOM should be aiming for. A one stop race is just like,
0: yeah. I, I don't know about two personally, but maybe. But, but you'd say more? I, I was thinking six. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking like, Gen- Jensen buttons. Stops. Canada, 2011. Um, they spend
1: more time in the pits than they would on the track. <laughs> that's
0: fine by me. There's more photographers to hit. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll 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 touch on that very quickly. Obviously, there was a if you don't know already, there was a very very scary incident essentially, where Esteban Ocon Alpine he had done pretty much the entire race on one uh, tire compound. Uh, last lap of the race, um, or he was pitting to then enter into his last lap of the race um, as per your one mandatory pit stop and essentially what happened was the FAA or the event organizers or whoever it was decided right well no one says no one else is going to pit it's the last lap let's whip out the barriers for Park fermé. and essentially what happened was nobody sort of stopped them um, and then all of a sudden, there is an alpine driving at photographers at eighty kilometres an hour. Essentially, these photographers had um, assembled, let's say, around Park Ferme, ready to take pictures of the uh, the podium um, podium winners. Podium pl- podium winners is that what you would call them?
1: I won't say, because there's only one winner.
0: The people on the podium. (laughs) Uh, And uh, essentially, S-Fans like, this is my swamp, what the fuck are you doing in the pit lane? Um, Because there were loads of photographers in the pit lane, uh, and he almost hit them. Uh, very luckily uh, the photographers were able to get out of the way, but it was very, very scary. If you were listening to the F1 TV international broadcast or you were watching via Sky Sports, then you would have heard uh, Ted and um, uh, Crofty obviously being quite scared about the situation essentially, it is not good at all what happened at the end of at the end of that race whatsoever. It was it was horrific. Um, and it's, it it was especially scary considering that even on this podcast, we were talking about Australia last week around how, you know, they let people VIPs in the pit lane when Albon had, had not even pitted at all. And it was the last lap and he pitted in uh, 2022 um, in Australia and there were people in the pit lane. This was nowhere near as bad um the the incident in australia but still it was not good at all and it was a close call this was even closer in baku this was this was genuinely pretty bad if you've got one of the photographers looking the other way not paying attention maybe they're on their phone whatever it is your ankles are going to get broken by an alpine there's there's no other way of putting it it was very very bad um and we were sort of speaking to each other um as it sort of happened uh ash and i and uh we sort of joked and said you know the fia won't really do anything about this like they'll just like you know sweep it under the carpet and surprise surprise they did um you sent me the official statement didn't you ash yep um Which basically
1: says we'll do better next time yeah it was just oh sorry oh sorry sorry we almost <laughs> killed the photographers sorry
0: and that was about it it was it was not good uh
1: um, it wasn't just the photographers obviously you'd think the teams would be going up to celebrate with their yeah, drivers I, as well I, I but i didn't think i saw any because i think all the teams knew it's like dude was still racing yeah I but think there I, were some people from the fia that were literally about to barrier off barrier it off yeah um, and they're like, oh, there's an Alpine coming towards us. Um, that c- Look, considering F1 is like, they say it's the pinnacle of motorsport of engineering, the best mm. drivers and all that. How, whoever it was, whether it was the race organizers, whether it's the FIA, did not know that, hey, Esteban Ocon hasn't pitted. The race is still going. It's like, either way, it's like, if he doesn't pit, he's disqualified. Let's keep an eye on that. If he does pit, let's make sure that no one's in the pit lane yeah it just i know there's some things that if it can happen it will happen but i don't know like that's just that's basic stuff right it's basic stuff like there's no rush to get the podium set up no or not that much of a rush
0: because there's they've still got to do a whole nother lap yeah so you've got it
1: can't be that much of a rush because if there's red flags and safety cars and whatever yeah delayed so it's not like oh we have to finish by a certain time so yeah
0: yeah Yeah, exactly
1: and look, they've done it for hundreds of races before. It's it's just,
0: it's yeah, embarrassing.
1: It, it is. That's it. it for them, for them, it's
0: very embarrassing. um yeah. Which is why they tried to sweep it under the rug. And for me, when they're you know, telling Max Verstappen not to wear a nipple ring and stopping people from riding bikes and scooters and whatever during these track walks. The, the FIA have repeatedly been looking oh, into yeah. the wrong thing. Lewis can't wear your nose ring. Yeah, you can't wear your nose ring, yeah, um, you your nose ring but we are going to put a metal barrier in front of a car driving 80 kilometers an hour through a pit lane during an active yeah. race. Good job, everyone. Like,
1: and, uh, and you see what happens to pit stop crew if someone misses their brake marks, right? They yeah. get hurt. Yeah, really well,
0: bad. there was the, the, not so famous, but a memorable incident where Lance was maybe. 15 20 centimeters over his pit stop marks and he sent the jack person flying um a couple of seasons ago that's why i bring it up um he felt horrific he apologized to them and i think i think they were all good but it was while were it was still um uh uh not force india it was while it was still racing point um and so it was quite a while ago but it still lives in my memory because obviously the the jack person got literally thrown yeah. away Did the from the ferrari car guy break his leg as well there yeah so that was that was a i believe i don't know the full facts but essentially uh, for for anyone watching the podcast what happened was there was a test for a ferrari or like a promotional event thing where they had a older formula one car ferrari formula one car and i think the driver i don't know who it was slipped the clutch and there was an engineer stood between the car and a wall that was maybe a meter or two away from from the from the nose of the car and what happened was the ferrari drove into the 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 guy and essentially snapped both of his ankles as far as i'm aware um i know i i think there was a i think he had a full recovery but there was a rumor going around that he lost his ankle like lost his whole foot had to be amputated there was i i believe there was a rumor going around um i wouldn't just make that stuff up um even as i disappear on the video feed um but yeah so so it's obviously not anything to mess around with like you could be seriously seriously injured by by something um for sure
1: no there was a an incident in a race as well i'm just trying to i don't know it. about a
0: race i yeah, i yeah, know no no
1: it was it was it was in bahrain uh oh, okay it was Reichnin a few years ago yes
0: he ran over his leg didn't he and yes, his, his, that's, that's yeah, referring yeah, to. yeah yeah sorry i i thought you were on about the other incident
1: i have not i've not heard the other incident yeah but this ah, is okay of, all right because I'm, I'm watching it right now yeah
0: it's bad wasn't it
1: yeah oh yeah it's bad but, but it's not so, reikerman's
0: fault by the way it just no, no, it just, it, it just it is, is what it things
1: is things that, yeah it's one of those things that happen but also there's an expectation if you're yeah. in the pit crew it's like look we do a, a dangerous job. We want to maximize safety for those changing the tires. But you like you know, there's a Formula One car coming out to me at 60, 80 kilometers an hour. Mm. I might get hurt, right? Not saying that they should get hurt, but there's expectations that like we do a dangerous thing. Photographers, even though they know they're in a dangerous environment, are not expecting a car to be coming at them.
0: In no. Not in that environment anyway. Yeah. Um so as a as a bit of a background, I've done photography on a track. Um, and fortunately I've never had a car flying at me. Um, but the, the idea, and because you're so close to these, to these cars, um, because you're so close to them, seriously, if they, if they put one step wrong or I don't know, there's a sudden gust of wind or they get tapped where they're not expecting to and they overcompensate or whatever it is, there's nothing between you and them half the time. And if there is, there's, there's some some tires maybe um admittedly my experience was nowhere near on a level as the you know the fia organized tracks um but at the same time it can be potentially devastating um and motorsport is nothing to mess around with nothing
1: no it is a super dangerous sport it is
0: ridiculous uh absolutely absolutely ridiculous um i mean even just not even motorsport but like obviously at the nurburgring um there are how many hundreds of accidents there every single year and that's like a public thing that people can just turn up and go to and hundreds yeah. of people
1: get injured every year yeah and also as a driver like you figure right the pit lane's clear this is my breaking point for yeah the limiter i've got to come in this is my marks right turn left i've got to hit the breaking point right so for my team so they can change the tires and there's no delay and at least half a second or a second because i have a shot you just uh, these drivers have got super quick reactions anyway but they're not expecting people there. So imagine you're as an archon, you come th- super fast into that pit lane because yeah. it's basically towards the end of the straight, and then you've done your little turn break. And, it, and even said on interviews, if I miss my breaking point for whatever reason, you know, someone's someone's getting hurt. Yeah. You know, or I have to crash this car if I'm trying to avoid people. And I think I've lost you.
0: No, and, no, no. It's fine. It's just my camera's but, messing up. I do apologise. Oh,
1: okay. So there's just so many variables in there. The one thing you don't want is to add to that, right? You want to minimize what these drivers will be focusing on. And yeah, it's, it's yeah, I just, I just hope they learn from it. That's all. I just hope they learn from it. That's it. And yeah, I think some more stringent. maybe they did it behind the scenes, but some more stringent punishment should have been given. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, either way, it is absolutely insane
0: um, uh, what what happened, essentially. Absolutely ridiculous. Um,
1: yeah. So, yeah. Red Bull, 1-2, Ferrari, Charles doing well, Carlos needs to pick it up. Uh, Fernando and Lance for Aston Martin. Um, Lance seems to be pushing a little bit more, and he made that mistake, which lost him the position, but uh, he seems to be picking it up, matching Fernando a little bit more i think fernando's still away but i do love this father side relationship they have <laughs> yeah it's been
0: it's been interesting for sure i think um it's been it's it's been interesting obviously like especially with the break balance thing um break balance the, uh, tell fernando i'm not going to tag yeah just
1: staying in drs um, considering what people's image of fernando is and they always bring up lewis hamilton and teammates i just love like you know it's like tell Fernando I'm not going to attack. He's like, well, he can try. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: just you know, um, yeah, I you do... tell
1: him this is my break balance. It might work for him. It might work, and, and then, then, then immediately. And then he... <laughs> So <laughs> he goes up. I don't think that was a break issue. Though.
0: I think no, 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 no. I think I th- so. From what I saw, he had just a bit of understeer, essentially. Um, yeah. For those of you watching on video, uh, I'm currently having some video if- issues, so I do apologize. Um,
1: uh, it's our first technical issue it's on the podcast. First technical <laughs> issue other
0: than streaming two weeks ago. Uh, but, uh, uh, I,
1: I just get to talk to the 107 podcast logo. Yeah, perfect. Which was um, very well designed by
0: Jacob. Oh, why thank you. Um, it's almost like I'm a graphic designer. Um, yeah, and then, almost. Uh, (laughs) almost uh but yeah i think for for me i think that alonso has very clearly taken an interesting position up uh and is almost carrying on from from vettel's position where sort of like i remember from the end of last season uh, Mike Crack was sort of talking about you know Sebastian Vettel being so influential and changing the way they do debriefs and stuff like that. So I think uh, I think Alonso has come in, seen the expectation, and then is potentially taking a slightly different role. Um, maybe with the with the looks at becoming a team principal himself or something like that. Ooh. Potentially, you never know. I think that's that's my perspective on it. I might be completely wrong, um, but I think that that could be an angle that maybe he's he's thinking about um in terms of like career longevity because he's already retired once who's to say he doesn't retire again in a few years i know he's obviously said you know he feels as as good as he feels etc etc but you just never know um i mean he could uh touch wood uh touch wood like you know he could have a, an accident like Kibitza, um, break his leg or something like that and and that could why, be the end of it. You know. it you you never, dark? you never you never know um yeah, what's yeah, it's around it's right the corner so he could be
1: well i <laughs> this the... is a place for people to escape just listen to from formula one podcast well
0: i speaking of escaping we were talking like about to... broken
1: legs and people getting run yeah, over. yeah i know
0: yeah i i have to bring up death in a little bit as well that's something i want yeah. to cover um but uh not death in general uh i'll get to that in a minute um but <laughs> we we'll life we'll get what to is it life? yeah yeah what is we're actually switching up from a uh formula one based podcast we're actually just going just general sort of just into just the delve of just ridiculousness we're we're having an Um, existential crisis essentially yes it's my quarter-life crisis um the
1: the camera breaks and all of a sudden the the camera breaks
0: (laughs) and now i have no identity to be associated with i can say, say whatever i like as the 107 podcast um but yeah so i i think alonto could potentially be thinking about like those next career steps and stuff like that um and maybe i don't know um We'll have to wait and see, I guess. Uh, yeah. But either way, it's a very, very nice team dynamic for them to have. I can't it think is. of many other pairings or drivers that would do that for the other driver. The only two I can think of are Seb and Lewis.
1: Yeah, I think it's. Like, I think it's a good thing. I think it shows the environment at Aston Martin. Yeah. Where they're being collaborative, and you know their social media has really done well. It's fun. Yeah and I think that just sets up a good environment for you know the team to just continually pushing cuz like you're you're more likely I'm really enjoying this let's get the maximum out of the car let's push let's keep developing let's keep going. Yeah. And I think that's reflected with that. So let's quickly run through the teams cuz I know there's a couple of things that you want yes. to talk about. Um so uh Mercedes pretty standard race for them. Seems like the upgrades helped a little bit in, in qualifying but not too much in the race although lewis did a very nice move on george true and george did i think the george max move was fair i think max has done it to a few races in the past and he just kind of got a taste of his own yeah medicine. so so obviously you're talking um, about I kind the, of feel, you're talking about yeah, the sprint, so sprint race, race.
0: Yeah, yeah um yeah so sprint race i think for me it's so max gave george enough room yeah uh max was then hit and quite a fair bit of damage was done, might I add. Yeah, there's a, the a, yeah. a massive hole in there. Uh, I believe there was a little bit of damage to the floor. Not entirely sure, but uh, again, whatever. Still, the the damage in the side pod is, is is enough. Um, for me, Max is entitled to be angry, as far as yes. I'm concerned. Um, if somebody smashes into your car, you're entitled to be angry, no matter who it is, the circumstances, whatever. You're entitled to be angry. On the road or on a racetrack, right? Yeah, no, no, my, my so, point is
1: the the way Max reacted is yes. like he's never done it himself. I was like, Yeah, dude, you um, do it all the time.
0: <laughs> he does he does do it quite a lot. The the funny thing to me was that I'd actually been spending quite a bit of time on um, on Twitter uh this weekend I, I was tweeting a little Are bit around okay? the f2 re- okay? race and stuff like that as, um as oh yeah no it's fine i'm uh, ready to subscribe to twitter blue i signed up to a pyramid scheme um
1: do you hate everyone now
0: i hated everyone before so yeah. i've got I, my opinion has not changed maybe i am the perfect twitter user um but so with uh with with being on twitter i did see quite a few people blame Max for various other incidents in the past however the most ironic things were when they were pointing out incidents where Max was not at fault which was just hilarious so for example when um, Max and Lewis made contact coming into turn two in Brazil last year um, and it very clearly was Hamilton squeezing him not giving him enough room on the inside of the corner um, and was ideally his fault uh, and so there were just examples of that where it was just like more on Hamilton rather than rather than uh, Max, in my opinion. I think opinion. we need to
1: put that instant on the list. I think Hamilton was not at fault there.
0: So so
1: we'll we'll put this. We'll, we'll do another yeah, podcast because we'll, we've got. We'll there was we'll this. review
0: some bits and pieces. So but we, yeah, we wanted for,
1: three. So we've got Vettel, Hamilton. Yeah, in we've Canada. got yeah. We've got Hamilton Verstappen in in brazil we'll find another one and we'll do a podcast on them
0: sure um but yeah so for me i think max was entitled to be angry but i think that him getting revenge or being like oh yeah you wait for next time is a bit much but also (laughs) inject it into my veins because that's (laughs) amazing most exciting um, part of the weekend one of the most exciting <laughs> calling parts. Him a dickhead. I, I i i don't know if anyone uh caught this but on lando uh, lando apparently shouted at george try not to hit anyone and uh hit anyone today uh down the down the um the paddock um which was overheard by quite a few people uh which is just brilliant um i do like the fact that it's, like there are like cliques of drivers who all who all seem to get on really well, um, especially the those Twitch guys and the, and all of the rookies from from that season where they all came into their respective teams. Um, but yeah, so so there was that. Um, um, what other teams um, do you want to talk about?
1: Well, we'll go through them all, um, but I I know there's two that we'll spend a little bit more time on. One. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've done Alpine. So they were 14th, 15th, pretty quiet race. Yeah, um, uh, Williams were 16th and 12th again. They, they, I think Logan Sargent did well, considering he didn't do the sprint race. Yeah, Alpha seemed to be nowhere. Valtteri does not. Seem what to
0: is be wrong with that car? Alpha, uh, so, uh, car. Uh, Valtteri also had a couple of extra pit stops, didn't he?
1: Yeah, he he pit quite a few times. So two or three shoe, times, unfortunately, even. Unfortunately, didn't uh, his yeah. he had an issue. Um, so the two teams I wanted to talk about. Were Alphatauri because that was a mixed bag with Yuki doing well, getting the final points position in tenth, and Nick seemingly not living up to the expectations that have been set for him. Yeah, it's very
0: odd, isn't it?
1: Yeah, considering I said he would beat Yuki at the start.
0: Yes, the that was a that was a great prediction, wasn't it? Genius. So the long way, long way to go in the season. <laughs> there is a long way, long way to, to, go go to go in the season. season. We're only round four. All well, right, I will I'll calm down. Wrong,
1: and it's looking like I am wrong because Yuki did really well. Throughout the whole weekend, I mean, you got the best out of that car, and Nick just doesn't. Either maybe it's a car, it's different to the Williams. He, yeah. Maybe the pressure of actually, uh, you've got, it's not just one race, you've got to deliver throughout the season. Yeah. Coming up against Yuki, because who was he against before? Was it Latifi before? Yuki? In... No, no, no. Um, Nick DeVries, when he got his point for Williams. Yes. Was, it was. Latifi was in the other It
0: car was Latifi, and... yeah. Goat Tiffy. So,
1: Goat Tiffy yeah so yeah he's he's got a lot of work to do to start to turn his season around otherwise he may not be there next season
0: I, so i you could even be especially harsh and say he's not even going to be there at the end of the season there there is that that real possibility in all honesty this is this is from my perspective knowing i think if it was two or three years ago red bull um junior program red bull drivers program yes he probably would be gone halfway through the season if he didn't pick up the neck a result in the next one or two races um but maybe the new improved red bull management team might give him a little bit more but you do have liam lawson sat there in the wings rate waiting ready to go um and he won a super formula race uh in on his debut a few weeks ago so you've got somebody hot and ready to go in the sidelines
1: i think actually maybe the former might happen i think if the next few results he's not on yuki's level or close to it and getting that car in summer break maybe like you know what let's just try another drive and see see what they can do because then you got Two drivers at test during the season, rather than do one. Didn't get much out of it. Now we'll try another driver. So yeah, so yeah. it's
0: it's usually in the summer break, whenever those mid-season changes come around, right?
1: Yeah, it's around August time, isn't it? So
0: yeah, so I guess for Spa,
1: yeah, usually a lot's announced at Spa. So
0: yeah, um, but so my, I'm just I'm literally double checking right now. Uh, so so it would be Hungary. Belgium would yeah, be yeah, because Hungary is the, 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 the race last before the summer break. Yeah, those would be the last um races. So round thirteen, and then so that so Belgium is twenty eighth to the thirtieth of July, and then round fourteen is the twenty fifth to the twenty seventh of August. So it is literally a month apart. So if we're maybe gonna see any changes happen, it will be probably between Belgium and the Netherlands. But I think I think that Nick really does have to pull his finger out because like everything that could have gone wrong for him went wrong. um essentially, he had a horrid weekend, um and he has been suboptimal, below par, pretty much the rest of the season. There hasn't been... Can you think of one particular moment where you've gone, Nick, nice, you've done well?
1: No, not off the top of my head. No. no.
0: So, and again, this is nothing against Nick. He was absolutely incredible in F2, uh, F3 as yeah, well. it mean,
1: could just um, take some time to... Brilliant in Formula E. To it, um, but... it could be
0: the car. It could be a Daniel Ricardo well, McLaren.
1: I don't, I don't know because yuki's doing well true but so. yuki's
0: doing well but he's been in the this is his third year in the car
1: yeah but this is formula one yeah you yeah, don't yeah. really get time kind of thing so no it's yeah hopefully he me. turns it around he's obviously a talent yeah i player. hope so
0: absolutely um, so um I, I, I but I'm on the flip side hats off to yuki because what a phen- like phenomenal consistency i think 2p10s mm. two 2p11s two um brilliant like you yeah. for for the car which is arguably one of the slower on the grid towards the back of the grid anyway to have picked up a couple of points positions already hats off to you i think that's pretty good
1: yeah good on yeah. you and uh, hopefully he keeps this up and they can develop the car and he can he can really get more into the midfield battle actually i'll just say this also hats off to williams because for a long time they were just the back of the grid and now they've made a good push into the midfield yeah williams have done pretty
0: well actually um i have to i have to say uh williams like actually not regularly because they've only done it once um but williams being able to score points this early on in the season and them having a chance of scoring points uh in any race Like, if they have decent strategy and maybe a little bit of luck, they can pick up a couple of points. It's brilliant compared to a few years ago where it was just like, something insane has to happen. Like, a hurricane followed with a tornado and then... Or they just
1: have to cancel a race. (laughs) God himself
0: has to come down from heaven or... The Belgian fucking Grand Prix uh, <laughs> has to happen in order for this Williams to in score points. So I think I think hats off to the team down uh, down at Williams because they've done an incredible job for sure.
1: Cool. And then obviously the final team, the one that's not talked about much on this podcast by you, and I'm sure you've got your orange glasses on. We could never tell because the cameras are—they're not orange they are McLaren. <laughs> Which is basically a form of orange. <laughs> it's papaya. How dare you! <laughs> it's papaya orange, isn't it? I'm sure that's the colour. Anyways, um, upgrades doing well, and so here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. I know you're exactly what. About... Can
0: I? Can I predict what you're going to say?
1: No, you won't know what I'm going to say. These <laughs>
0: upgrades aren't even supposed to suit this track, so they might be better at the next track.
1: No, that was oh, okay. actually not what I was going to say. God damn but it. Okay. Um, what I was going to say was we're talking about like Nick maybe needing time. Oscar Mm. Piastri, Mm. though, came in and has hit the ground running with that car, you know, pushing Lando. I think he's out-qualified Lando as well a couple of times, getting it into points. Yep. So good on him, considering he's new into Formula One, just like Nick DeVries.
0: Yeah, there's a a couple of things I'd like to touch on, uh, Ari McLaren. First off is, can I point out that, Piastri was sick the entire weekend. <laughs> yep,
1: yeah, no, no, that that's, he was cause, sick. Like dr- driving a car, like the Formula One car, just normal is a, f- it's super hard. We talked about this last week. It's the most uh, how one of the most intense
0: things you will ever do in your entire life. Yeah. Is driving a Formula One car?
1: Doing it with a stomach bug because, like, when you've had a stomach bug, you just fucking leave me alone. I just want to be in there, a fucking bathroom. Or yeah. bed, and that's just that's it. it. Is hats off to him? No, seriously, hats off to
0: him. Yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, I don't know what. what very interesting kind of uh sub conversation to have. I wonder who they would have pulled in if Piastri had just got no, I'm I'm not racing. No, <laughs> uh, what I don't. I wonder what reserve driver they would have pulled in. Probably Mick because Mick was also at the track that week and Mick is available to McLaren as a reserve driver that's my prediction as to Uh, who they probably would have pulled in very last minute because he was there okay
1: They also have Stoffel Van Dorn and Filippo Drogovic, who are Aston Martin's reserve drivers. True. So they have access to them as well.
0: So, but let's be honest, you probably would have taken Mick. He's got the most recent F1 experience. um, Yeah, with the new cars, yeah. With the new cars, so you probably would have taken Mick. So that's a very interesting thing to think about, actually. Um, If there was anything to happen to the McLaren drivers and they weren't able to race for that weekend. Um, But yeah, so so Norris did, did pretty well. I think Norris had a very... Very interesting race. Played a bit of a blinder because all he had to do was just keep calm and steady because he knew that Hulkenberg and Ocon, who were in front of him for most of the race, thanks to the weird safety car, were going to have to pit at some point because they hadn't had their mandatory pit stop. So all Norris had to do was stay within, stay within sort of gap, yeah. within a pit stop gap, and also obviously just you know stay within DRS distance of Hulk, I think, which he was for the majority of of the time as well to save tyres. And did brilliantly well to take home two points.
1: Yeah, no, no, good on them. The upgrades are working. Yeah, uh, drivers are performing, and I think yeah, hopefully they'll bring they'll bring that car back up towards the top end of the do field. You, do you know what
0: I? If if there is one McLaren podium during this year, <laughs> as a McLaren fan, I would be over the moon.
1: Are you gonna tattoo something like an orange? Ta- get a papaya tattoo. I already have
0: a. In McLaren tattoo. I don't need another. Yeah,
1: one. but it's not in papaya, is it? <laughs> true, yeah, true. Uh it,
0: well actually it is. I don't know if it, it's like a black McLaren logo and then underneath it it's got a little papaya shadow. Oh. I know, how lovely. Um but yeah, so so for me I think McLaren had a very good weekend. I think it'd be interesting to see how those uh the upgrades to the car actually you know, perform in other race tracks, especially as Lando said something particularly interesting, and he said they were looking at P4, P5 during quali, yeah. um, which is mad. Maybe they would have got that in the sprint qualifying. Um, obviously, uh, Lando got through to Q3 of the sprint qualifying, but then because of some, in all honesty, very badly written rules, um, he was unable to take part in Q3 of the sprint qualifying purely because he didn't have a fresh set of softs. Um, which by the way, the exact same thing would have happened to Yuki Sonoda and in a random loophole, if both of them had gotten through to Q3, they both could have participated and tried to set times on wet compound tires.
1: <laughs> that
0: is that is a deadly serious thing because they, they didn't saved have- the tires. <laughs> They didn't have fresh softs. If so, if they'd both got through, it would have been one versus the other, and they could have done it on wet tires. I'm I'm wow. not kidding. Would you Would you have gone full wets or inters? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: probably would have. Gone I would have gone inters. <laughs> I would have gone full inters because they're,
0: they're like semi slicks, aren't they? I guess <laughs> the 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 wets are like tractor tires. Uh, in yeah. comparison, but yeah, so so that was that was about it for McLaren. I think they did pretty well. It's going to be very interesting to see, you know, how they manage to push forward onto onto next next race weekend because um, yep. it is race week this week.
1: It is race week. oh feels good. It feels, feels good, good,
0: good to you know not have a massive break in between races. Yeah. Um, but before we do jump on to Miami. Um is there anything else around this race that we want to talk about? Uh but I'm going to go with no because not a lot happened. No, I think we covered um, everything. But I think we covered everything. There was nothing else really um I would like to very quickly give a quick quick shout out to Checo phenomenal drive. We didn't really talk about his his commanding drive. I think that was absolutely brilliant. Um a little bit of luck with the safety car, but that's formula 1. Sometimes things fall your way, sometimes they don't. Um, yeah. And I think it's absolutely great because the two Red Bull drivers are very, very closely tied for the championship right now. So I think it's brilliant um, yeah, because it, 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 too. It, we could have not a silver war situation, um, but we could have a inter-team battle for the championship this year, um, which would be very, very interesting.
1: I hope so. The Red Bulls are so far ahead of everyone. The only way to make it exciting is for them to be battling each other like Nico and lewis did
0: yeah yeah pretty much hopefully it would add can... a bit of spice to this season
1: yeah because like Nico and lewis 2014 2016 is a lot more interesting than valtteri and lewis from mm. 2017 to 2021 one, one. So. yeah so um yeah no the only few things i wanted no the only other thing i wanted to talk about was uh red bull extending adrian newey's contract yes Oh, it's over It's over. red Bull gonna win everything now
0: <laughs> i mean the man who sees physics
1: yeah. look because they're developing their own engines right yeah. and you know you know he's gone in there and it's like well can we try this and can we do this so they've got the car developed by him and his team i'm not gonna say team because obviously lots of people are involved yes and they're gonna have the their own engines all under Adrian Newey's watch fly i'm just gonna be like please can just so can they just have Either Checo or whoever it is from 2026 fighting Max, if Max is still there. Yeah. Just, just have them fighting each other because, yeah, that car with their own engines and their own design, which I already have, of course, could be a rocket ship. Yeah, it could be. Or even be... more of a rocket ship, a hyper ship.
0: Yeah, it could be absolutely insane. I reckon yeah. that there's also the potential. Do you remember we talked about how... Um, uh, about how there's maybe a loophole in the cost cap where you could have these like high performance parts of of Formula 1 or like of companies so, like Aston Martin have one and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, Red and Bull so, have one. And Red, have Bull. Red Bull
1: Advanced Technologies. Yes,
0: Red Bull called. Advanced Technologies, right? So yeah. now they're partnering with Ford What's to say that Ford don't also do that and also do something similar with engine technology and stuff like that, especially because obviously the, the engine regulations are going to change. Yeah. It's it's potentially very interesting and even worrying, um that you know they are going to run away with it like Mercedes did.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, that's a strong possibility. Because obviously if you think about it with Renault and Honda mm which obviously they built great cars in that time, but it was within the confines of the engine built with Renault and Honda. And I'm sure they have feedback and tweet this yeah. and changes. Now it's literally like, we are building our own engine in the way we want it to be for our car.
0: Oh, it could be man. a bit mad.
1: could be a bit mad. Um, but... That
0: being said, they should absolutely scrap the uh, new engine regulations and go back to the V10s
1: well they're saying that these new engine regulations could bring back turbo lag
0: so it yes. could make the
1: car a little bit more difficult to drive and the way it's being created could actually bring out some more sound so yeah we'll see what happens in about honestly just
0: put some fucking fat exhaust on them i don't care <laughs> make them sound insane like can you imagine like almost like a 97 civic as a formula one car comes <laughs> past the corner you hear yeah. as it goes past, like goes around a corner i want to hear yeah. turbo flutter i want to hear like those those noises and stuff like that come out of a car because it just is fun um well
1: i've been to a race in 2011 yeah and obviously we did um austria last year yes and the engine sound makes a huge huge impact on the just overall spectacle of racing. Yeah, yeah and it does. It was so loud, I had to wear headphones. Yeah, it was just like you
0: just. But but it was all like this you. Is you told me before I went to Belgium, you were like, you need to buy earplugs because yeah. your your ears will be bleeding by the by the time we are finished. The F three cars were louder. <laughs> like the F three cars, and the F two cars sound brilliant. They shoot flames out the back of them as well.
1: Brilliant. So. Yeah, um, but it's it's good to see Adrian continuing the sport. He's extremely talented and it'll be yeah, interesting 100%. to see um what designs him and his team come up with for the next few years and hopefully the other teams will be spurned on to to challenge him and Red Bull. Yeah, let's hope so.
0: Um I think who's the who's the is it Dan Fallows for Aston Martin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that he could potentially be baby newy. Um, yeah. you and never know. look
1: at uh, who's come back, James, James Allison's come back Allison. The yeah,
0: exactly. So it's going to be very interesting, um, yeah. for sure.
1: And Ferrari, I don't know who the technical director at Ferrari is, and obviously there's been the change at McLaren. Yes. Well. So, yeah, um, we'll see what the future holds. And speaking
0: yeah. of the future, we look forward okay. to Miami. Uh, obviously, we, I don't know whether or not all the water's gone yet. <laughs> um but I do know that uh a lot of the a lot of the drivers have actually already started flying out. I know that Lando left today. Um purely on the chance that I I saw his Instagram story. I'm not stalking him. Um but I saw via Instagram that he's obviously left for Miami. Um apparently danny Ricardo is going to be at the Miami Grand Prix as well. Doesn't really surprise standard. me. That's pretty yeah. standard Danny gotta, rick behavior.
1: Um, well, yeah so. exactly yeah, yeah so he, he'll probably do some media events and things like yeah, that so. yeah exactly
0: um, I would like to potentially see him do an FP in Vegas just just <laughs> purely because I would imagine he would probably he'd be the sort of person to fight for that in his contract he'd be like <laughs> I want one FP and I want it in Vegas um, and I want it at night <laughs> um, if,
1: if Checo and Max stay next year do you reckon there's a team for him?
0: What, for Danny? Yeah. What if, I know that he doesn't want to race at the back, but what if they bring in Daniel Ricciardo and they get rid of Nick De Vries?
1: I don't think you could. You no, I don't think to, they would either, uh, but you McLaren. never know. It'd have to be Ferrari, uh, Aston Martin, but they're, pr- they're pretty locked up. Yeah. Ferrari maybe if they're like Carlos is not performing. Yeah.
0: Well oh, there's always McLaren. That worked out well the last time.
1: No, he's not going to get back to McLaren. No, I, I, like, I'm very, very clearly well. joking. Uh, and Mercedes are pretty locked up unless Lewis decides to retire, but I think he'll yeah. a couple more seasons.
0: So. I, yeah, I think it would be difficult for him to force his way back in at this point.
1: Yeah, so so really, he's unless Checo just absolutely just...
0: Tanks it from now on.
1: Tank, not even tanks it, if he just causes issues by just being quick against Verstappen. I wonder if they will. think like, oh gosh, we don't want to go through this again. <laughs> we I don't think, want another yeah. Mark and Sebastian.
0: I d- I don't think. I don't know. We'll have to wait oh, and see. I, I, I see
1: Checo the next season.
0: Yeah, already. so do I. Yeah, as as far as uh, I'm concerned, Checo's already earned his contract extension.
1: Yeah, so I see Checo the next season, um, and rightfully so. So,
0: yeah. Um, Miami, Miami,
1: Miami. I wish they would just get rid of that weird turn. You know what, I'm what
0: under the underpass at the end yeah it's just like yeah
1: it just breaks the flow of the circuit at the driving it's yeah it's like it's like the singapore sling yeah it's a little bit like the uh catalonia chicane it's like, just yeah like,
0: i think to be fair we've only raced there one year so yeah. let's maybe see if it was like a a one-off thing probably not but I'm i'm giving them the benefit of the doubt while they run this massive race in a car park um, that it will be a bit better, but we'll have to wait and see. I'm not a big fan of Miami anyway. Um, there were 13 overtakes this race in Baku, and yeah, now we have to I'm go not, to I'm Miami. I'm expecting
1: more, but I am expecting a battle between Max and Sergio, actually. I think Sergio's got the momentum. This, uh, to me, it classifies similarly like a street circuit. I kind of compare it to uh, Qatar. Um, so I think Sergio will do well. And God, I, think I forgot and about Qatar. It. I think him and Max will have a, a good battle, similar to Max and Charles yeah. last season. Um, I think I think we'll see the Aston back on the podium. And I look, like, I know you're not the biggest fan of the states, but they know how to put on an event. Right?
0: True. They, they know um, how to put on an event. So. I I kind of want uh, Chuck Leclerc on the uh, podium <laughs> Chuck, again, Chuck Leclerc, purely just, just to, to hear Chuck. Chuck. Uh, it's just just monumentally funny. <laughs> it just is funny. Uh, I want to see Chuck on the podium again because why not? Actually, you know, I'd like to see Chuck on the podium. Yeah, (laughs) give it up for Chuck. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'd like to see him him on the podium purely because it's funny um i'm also surprised that other people haven't called him chuck if somebody calls him chuck over the weekend at miami a gold <laughs> star for you my friend because that's brilliant um but yeah i did he ever respond to that i don't he think he like, did he's like uh you know. That it's, it just, it just is so funny. It just is.
1: Slight slight segue. Mm. If you like music, Charles Leclerc's on Spotify. He um, is. I haven't
0: listened to the song. Have you listened to it? It's not bad. It's actually
1: not bad. Okay. It's It's definitely, you can tell it's done by someone who's like just learning piano is new into it. But I was like, it's not bad. It's actually quite good. Okay. 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 And he's he's quite high up on the charts, I think, considering.
0: I I know he was uh, high up on the charts, but I thought it was a joke at one point, so I didn't bother going to look. (laughs) <laughs> i genuinely i didn't really i think it was like look. six
1: on the itunes charts but um yeah good on him it's actually yeah. not that bad yeah, so, fair yeah. Play.
0: well do you remember this is this is very very oddly specific but when daniel ricardo and lando norris were were in their first year at mclaren their launch event they were playing around with some drums and stuff like that and they said yes, that they were gonna I make some music what yeah. happened to that music mclaren I don't know. What happened? We'll, because we'll
1: research and find out. For the next let's podcast. get
0: the band together. <laughs> let's get Charles on the I, I know Lando DJs. Yeah.
1: Lando DJs. Yeah. He's he teaching himself. Piano. I don't know
0: how good he is at the moment.
1: Lewis, Lewis was on that as XNDNA or something like that. X-DNA. XNDNA. XNDNA yeah with that christina aguilera song and yeah. he's big into his music as well i reckon once yeah. he retires he'll he'll do you, he'll know, really, you know you know they used to do really like charity singles in the uk <laughs> and
0: it was all just like celebrity we should do an f1 charity
1: single that would be so good because um, do you remember was it 2011 they did like they were singing like wonderwall or something i think lewis is on the guitar or something i don't like i don't was, remember like that sky sports or bbc uh um segment but yeah i'll try i'll try and find it and send it to you but please do because that's
0: amazing but yeah like i mean we should get an f1 charity single i'm here for it um (laughs) because yeah that would be insane uh i'm sure there are many other uh, musical talents uh up and down the f1 grid for sure um, just just
1: do what they did on lockdown and just hum the F one theme.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> that that would that would probably work. Or even better, hum the Mexican Grand Prix theme because <laughs> it's just happier.
1: It's just it more is. fun.
0: It just is. Isn't well,
1: that someone was saying that they should just do that every race? That was me. Along along with was it you? That was along me. with the national anthems, they should do their like country's main instrument or musical yeah. style version of the F one theme.
0: Yeah, so, so like you should have like music that represents that country should yeah. be like if there's like a national choir or uh national band or, or like if that country is known for that type of music, then they should absolutely do an F1 theme in that style of music. Like, can you imagine I, if we had like a, a like Caribbean Grand Prix and you had it on like the steel drum or something like that?
1: Yeah, that, that would be so good. cool. I, I was thinking, can you imagine in like Zanfort, there be like some EDM hard style? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Of the
0: <laughs> or I, f- I, I like, like you could, you could. Um, I'm, I'm trying not to say something stereotypical or something like that, but you could have like, like ancient, like Japanese instruments and stuff like that. Do the Japanese Grand Prix?
1: Yeah, you, you can have like local or national instruments. Yeah, like that's
0: what I'm saying. Say. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. I, yeah. Well, um, like Mexico, that's what they use. Yeah, them. that's exactly. Like it, it just makes sense. It
1: just yeah, is no, but it's, it's representation of their country, of their culture, and I yeah. think it's it's really good. I'll definitely it, Oh wait, I'm not gonna just watch the race at three PM or two PM. I'm gonna start a little bit earlier. Yeah, so yeah, I'm gonna, gonna Yeah,
0: actually. I'm gonna tune in ten minutes before so I can hear so I can hear this this theme really given some life essentially. Um yeah. I think it like like South Africa's joining the calendar. Let's let's get some South African bits and pieces in there as well. Like or potentially joining the calendar anyway. Uh that like do it. Why not?
1: yeah i think it'd be really cool yeah so yeah uh, uh what were we talking for about it, for, <laughs> for the uk
0: one we're gonna get stormzy in to do it
1: <laughs> stormzy. mate that'd be cool. um
0: or dave uh um,
1: or, or maybe like who's at eurovision oh he already done Sam it he did the national anthem he did Coates the national anthem or
0: something yeah
1: yeah he did the national anthem didn't he so yeah maybe someone from britain's got talent you know just
0: like <laughs> susan boyle <laughs> yeah so, um, so yeah. we were talking oh, about Miami
1: Yeah, bring on bring on Miami Yeah, bring it's, on Miami, uh, see, it's going to be good
0: Looking forward to it uh,
1: yeah, what, It's going to you know, be good, think positive
0: Do you know what time the, the race is actually on? Because I've just had a thought Because obviously it's US based um, mm-hmm. I don't know what time But it's
1: um, East Coast True so, so it will be on quali- at... Qualifying
0: is from 3 until 4 UK time cool uh wait no it's not oh wait like four no. till
1: five no 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 no, no, no. four till five track track
0: time, time. So. my time is different so if you select my time on the thing sorry it was in the preview it was oh
1: sorry so it's nine to ten in the uk so yeah. 10 to 11 for you yeah and 8 30 is a race, 9 30 for you
0: yeah, 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 9.30 for me. So I do apologize. When I was looking at it, it was originally showing track time, so I thought it was a bit better. But yeah, so 8.30 UK, 9.30 European time. Um, yeah, that's okay. yeah, that's not so, too bad, so, I guess. So Qualifying ways. is 10 till 11 um, for me. So it like 9 to 10 for you, I guess. Um, yep. Yeah, it's not on an, a, a completely ridiculous time. Providing there's no stupid red flags on the Sunday, we should be good.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: And knowing that's my true. luck, I've just jinxed it and there will be a 2-hour <laughs> red flag.
1: So, yeah, no. Um that's a decent time because usually there's a lot of sports during the day as well on a Sunday if you're into like Premier League um stuff like that. So. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um yeah, yeah. Uh, something I would uh I would like to say as well um is that uh the um, over the weekend I did mention it briefly uh, I watched the F2 Over the weekend I watched Bearman, okay.
1: Bearman 1 um, mate bearman
0: dominated
1: bearman bearman this is one of, <laughs>
0: dominated. The, one of the reasons why i wanted to talk about it a little bit of f2 chat because it is genuinely very interesting i think bearman is destined for f1 at this point to be completely honest yeah, he's um, a
1: ferrari ferrari junior driver
0: easy, yeah. um or oh, junior driver academy or something like i don't know what the actual association is but he he he's he's in the ferrari driver family um yeah. which means essentially if and when they want to get rid of Carlos or um, or <laughs> no 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 all Leclerc is what I was going to say <laughs> I just couldn't remember his name. If and when they want to get rid of their current drivers or Giovinazzi isn't cutting it anymore, um, they can get Bärmann in. Essentially, um, I think that I did uh, obviously living in Denmark, I was quite interested and invested in uh, Vesti, who is currently I believe P two in the championship as well. I was quite invested in him, but he uh, messed up a little bit on a on a pit stop um and he uh, didn't bring his tires into the correct sort of window essentially but still managed to pick up a couple of points but my 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 main thing is that bearman actually scored a grand slam essentially he was fastest in quality he was fastest in the sprint race and he was like in the feature race uh and he was fastest in the sprint race as well so he is the only person in f2 history uh gp2 is a different history but he's the only person in f2 history to have ever have done that Bearing in mind that in F2, you have also had the likes of George Russell, Lando Norris, uh, Nicholas goat Those are the levels of drivers that we're dealing with. Don't shake your head. These are the (laughs) levels of drivers that you're dealing with. And Behrman has has pulled an absolute blinder and and gone the quickest the entire weekend. He is seriously one to watch. Um, They were talking about his adaptability. The last person they said that about uh, was Oscar Piastri.
1: And look how well he's doing. And look
0: how well he's doing. He's doing pretty well, despite even a stomach bug. Um so hopefully also Piastri's better for this weekend. Going back to the the F2. If you have the time, uh F2 unfortunately is not racing um in Miami. Uh unfortunately. Um but the next time that the F2's on, and if you've got a spare half an hour, an hour, whatever it is, and you have the opportunity to to watch some F2 do it i would highly recommend it um i
1: i'm going to start watching it please do
0: like, genuinely because it was very entertaining i i thought it was it was a more entertaining race than the F1 and i say that with full confidence <laughs> um and no
1: i'm definitely going to start watching it uh, a lot more yeah
0: the uh the italian grand prix in 2 weeks we have F2 and F3 so i will 100% be watching the F2 and probably the F3 uh they have the Porsche Mobile 1 Super Cup as well that that weekend too so i'll probably tune in for that as well but i will 100% be watching the F2 um in on the 21st of may 20th 21st of may for sure
1: yeah awesome
0: yep just yeah please please do support the feeder series because the racing is pretty good and we have one or two championship contenders which is pretty nice
1: nice also did you see that video was it fitzopaldy he was like i don't know what yeah i was yeah obviously I, w- <laughs> I
0: watched that live and he was like what did i finished p5 like, and I'm like no and no, no I think we're joking. Thought, I was joking it's like
1: are you joking yeah. like you finished p2 and he was so happy absolutely oh. brilliant
0: um and Fittipaldi's also doing very well in the championship as well might i add oh nice um yeah like, like genuinely go and watch it because
1: it's, yeah. it's maybe we can really start really doing some like f2 reviews
0: i would like to well. and this is sort of what i've done already to be fair like yeah. that's what i've been trying to do a little bit in terms of like dipping my toe into f2 um yeah. because i should because it's just it's just is entertaining
1: yeah let's let's do that we'll, we'll have we're, we're gonna have an f2 section now yeah. on this uh, podcast sure let's do it just those-
0: every weekend where there's f2 and we manage to watch it Way we, yep. we will, uh, yeah, we will so cover it for sure. Nice. Um, before we close things out, we have been recording for an hour and five minutes essentially right now, but yep. I would like to very quickly run through some breaking news, I guess. It doesn't really, it's not really that okay. impactful really, but the first look at the new covers for F123 have been revealed. Have they? So the cover stars are as follows For the Champions Edition, it is Max Verstappen on his own own um as a ambassador for ea obviously he's sponsored by um ea uh he has been given the champions edition cover solo and he is the first um f1 driver to be solo on the front of a f1 game usually it's like multiple people essentially okay. um, which is just pretty interesting uh that's all all i was really going to say around that um we will have a full sort of bit more information uh the official video game will be um sort of announced and fully revealed in one day 19 hours as of the recording so i guess we'll have some more information but we don't know who the other cover stars are going to be um uh, but the st- uh, oh no sorry we do i was looking for a photo essentially um for the standard edition cover um there will be lewis hamilton uh charles de and lando norris will be on the standard edition um and then on the okay. championship edition or champions edition will be max verstappen cool just awesome. just some interesting bits to cover i mean we admittedly we both have I've, i'll be honest with you they look airbrushed as hell in this <laughs> preview image it, they yeah lewis looks like <laughs> a doll. um they will be so but yeah I think I think that F123 hopefully will be a bit better than F122 cuz we both bought the game and we haven't played it. No. Because it's Sorry. just not as good as 21 or 20.
1: Nah, but um, hopefully they've made some improvements. I, I've
0: so. seen a few leaked bits of video and it just looks almost exactly the same it's classic ea to be completely honest with you where they just don't upgrade the game and they just release the same thing but with different skins
1: yeah Um, and hopefully they'd have uh, cut down on cheating and track limits (coughs) jacob in austria
0: i have no idea what you're talking about um but yeah so i guess that's actually about it we can i thought
1: maybe you would finish off because it is the first of may oh yes Uh, just remembering one of the greatest drivers. Ah, yes, that is,
0: yes, that actually, thank you for reminding me. That (laughs) is something that I was going to say as well. Um, when I mentioned death earlier in the podcast, um, yes, obviously today is the anniversary of Ant Senna's death. Um, and yeah, just wanted to, to touch on how influential and incredible his, his career was, um, in in f1 he is still a huge huge influence to today um and whenever 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 the thought of senna comes up not only is it sad and tragic in complete honesty but it also begs the question as to it it, the question that i always come back to is just how good could he have been in terms of if something hadn't have happened Um, yeah it's
1: it's really sad it's a big Um, what if it's a uh,
0: huge what if which unfortunately we will never get the answer to um and i would argue it is potentially one of the biggest if not the biggest what if in the entirety of formula one history uh which says a lot about the man and um yeah that's that's about it um but it's something that we uh, should absolutely talk about
1: yeah, uh, if you've not seen the Senna film, watch it. It's a great film. Yeah, and YouTube some of his highlights, like his race at Donington. Yeah, um, his Monaco pole laps, and just him in general. He's very charismatic. If he was a racer through and through.
0: If you have, uh, I think about ten minutes, just purely ten minutes, go and watch the BBC, the BBC yeah. Top Gear Senna tribute. Just watch that, and you will understand almost everything you need to know um, about him. His his funeral was like a like a national memorial. It was it was insane. He was loved by millions around the world, not only in Brazil. Um and it's it's insane the influence he's had on on our sport.
1: If what what driver do you think most closely resembles Senna out of the current crop?
0: I don't know because he was such an individual. I like it like I don't think that we've seen a racing driver like him since.
1: I think I'd say probably say Max, I would say is the closest to Senna.
0: I mean I I guess so, but not to the same the for me not not in the same way. I I don't think it's I don't think that anyone has really come along like him and done what he did. But I think it's also very difficult in this modern age of, of Formula One yeah, to you do can't something compare like that too. Like that you can't, but... not really anyway. You can compare, I guess, eras. Like you could compare the V six hybrid. Uh you can uh you can compare the the V ten hybrid. You can compare the the eighties. Essentially regulation changes. Is, or the regulation periods is what you can kind of compare, but you can't really compare Schumacher to Hamilton, and you can't compare Hamilton to Vettel. To Vettel. Well, actually, sorry, not to Vettel, you can't compare Hamilton to, to Senna. Um, just, there are different times, different regulations, different everything, um, but you, you can't take away how, yeah, how influential any one of those drivers are, especially not and Senna.
1: Yeah, he's missed, and Absolutely,
0: and I think the thing that really hits home for me is that, and I do think about it every now and again, especially when he's brought up, if you look at Nicky Lauda, Lauda was around until the end he was in the garage with toto during race weekends he was in and out of 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 the team and providing guidance to the drivers and stuff like that and i know i know for a fact it won't have just been guidance to to the mercedes boys he would have had conversations with 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 most of the drivers and stuff um he seemed from from the outside looking in very approachable um and it it does make me wonder how how Senna would have been in the paddock in in a similar capacity um and that's think, that's quite interesting and again quite sad to to think about
1: yeah I, I think he would have been there because uh, if you see some of the Senna clips he had a real push on safety yeah you know, him and is it Dr Watkins is it Watkins who's the doctor I want to say as yes. well that had a real big push with formula one so i think he would have always been there just want like, how do we advance the sport even more how do we advance the sport even more yeah um yeah but uh yeah if you can have a youtube marathon of Ayrton center uh you won't be disappointed
0: no absolutely not um the guy was incredible we will we, we you know what we will I, I i don't want to end end the podcast on on that much of a i guess yeah, a, a down but it's like tone um i mean but yeah, I, I a would... little bit
1: but i think we're celebrating his, oh his yeah absolutely life, like,
0: like yeah. absolutely celebrating it and and i was gonna say what we should do is we should during one of the down weeks or maybe during the during the summer break sorry I do please do excuse me my throat is still horrible um, but one of the down weeks or something like that one of the slower weeks we can we can deep dive into, into Senna and his, his influence how he raced what made him so good um, and why almost if you ask any driver on the grid who is the greatest of them all nine times out of ten they will say Senna
1: Who's your favourite driver?
0: Of all time?
1: More all time, yeah.
0: Sebastian Vettel.
1: Oh, interesting. Easy. Interesting. It just, it
0: didn't even have to think about it.
1: <laughs> nah.
0: I didn't know whether or not you meant favourite driver like on the grid right now. No,
1: no, no. Not like who you think is the best driver. Who's your favourite driver? Favourite driver, Sebastian Vettel. Ah, nice.
0: he, had, he had the dog in him, but also he likes saving bees, so you can't really <laughs> knock the bike for that uh That's that's my thing. Like he, because he had the best of both if, worlds. I think he was such a villain in his Red Bull era, the first two or three years, and then that last fourth year, and then after, afterwards onto that, he sort of realised that he had more of a voice than he maybe even thought that he ever could have, um, and more yeah. of an influence, and really made the most of it.
1: Uh, interesting, because I I think you know a lot of people say Senna. I think Gilles Villeneuve, in my opinion would have been one of the greatest of all times
0: yeah i think that there's a there's a very there's a very um uh there's i'm a... not trying
1: to say who's like oh, no, was no, no 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 i get that I, I think sometimes he gets forgotten about he does and yeah if you've watched some of his races and his mentality on racing mm. i definitely think if he, unfortunately his career was cut short yeah um if he had been around a lot longer he would definitely be talked about a lot more like senna mm and Lauda and
0: prost do you think that there's anyone in the current crop of younger formula one drivers that we could potentially be talking about in the same capacity as your hamiltons your 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 prosts your hills your your jackie stewart's is there anyone that you think uh, could be talked about in uh, i, I do would
1: we count max in that, max in that i am list?
0: arguing yes because he's i'm older than him
1: Okay, so I definitely count uh, Max in that list. Yeah, I think um, Max... simply because I think Max will leave the sport, and we'll still think, "What if?"
0: Yeah, I can see I, I him he... leaving yeah. sooner rather than later. Like I don't the...
1: think he will stay as long as maybe like a Hamilton or an Alonso. Honestly, I think I think, do... I
0: think if yeah. it, I think if um, if Verstappen wins this year. Uh, he will carry on to maybe fourth or fifth, but if he doesn't win this year and maybe wins a third championship next year, he might burn it off. Really? I, think, yeah, I, I think I, I three think three is three is enough for for that man.
1: Yeah, I think possibly twenty twenty six or twenty twenty seven we might see him leave, and then everyone will be like, "Well, what if? What if?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I think he'll he'll be one of those drivers, which will be him. Uh, I say Alonso, but he's still racing but yeah i think, I think Alon- alonso is one of those bigs. like if he'd only had the right car or made the right career move yeah is his thing um obviously hamilton's up there but i can't see any other driver beyond that where on that level yeah where we'd talk we'd talk about them like 30 40 years in the future no. let's say that they're not great and they can things can change yeah but I, I just don't see it. Maybe Charles, Charles Leclerc could be the other. Charles one. could be
0: there. There's there's an argument for Lando and George to be I potentially think, made, but th- I think those Lando's ones...
1: personality because if you look at these drivers like yeah. Senna, Vilner, Max, Alonso, Hamilton, they live and breathe racing. Right. Yeah. Whereas Lando obviously he's super talented but he also has a life outside of racing he yeah he's got his music his, uh, his I forgot what i was gonna say golf and stuff like that yeah which i might think that's like, that's
0: why i said george
1: yeah a george could be up there yeah um, um i so. think that
0: but the but the reason why i mentioned them and i say potentially them is that a lot of things have to fall in place for those to happen yeah so, um, and so they're still
1: like, they still young. Things yeah. could change for them and stuff like that. Because if you think as Lando a future center, kind of like center esque, like no, no. Of like, but he's like young twenties. Obviously, he just wants yeah. to have fun and mess around and as well, which yeah, totally understand. Who knows?
0: We like it sounds semi ridiculous, but who knows? Maybe Bearman.
1: Yeah, you never like, Behrman? I, I, and and I and I say Piastri. that deadly
0: seriously. Bearman Piastri, yeah. you you could be like I said. You, so I don't know for for don't know if you know, but the, the Ferrari team was stood around the bottom of the podium as Behrman was sort of put on the podium for F2, meaning the Ferrari management are taking him deadly seriously.
1: Yeah, and so they should be. Um, so.
0: so, I mean, they're, they're, I, I say it seriously. He could be one that we're talking about in 30, 40 years to come as, as you know, such a incredible champion. You never know.
1: Yeah. I know. And I think also with Max, like I said, he lives and breathes racing, right? If yeah. he's not racing on a track, I'll just go and sim race. <laughs> so yes. what do you do in your off time? A sim race. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I race. So, so um, um, yes, uh, Miami this week when this uh, podcast comes out, hopefully we'll have a more interesting race than Baku. Yes. McLaren look to be pushing up. Ferrari seem to be improving their car. The Astons are going to always be there. We're interested to see what the Mercedes bring, but hopefully Checo can continue his fight with Max and give us a World Drivers' Championship that hopefully finishes with them fighting each other in Abu Dhabi.
0: Let's see. Let's Let's uh, let's absolutely see. I I do like how we talked about arguably one of the most boring races that I've seen in a while, and this is the longest podcast (laughs) we've ever recorded
1: yeah but then we start talking about Senna and yeah we, we do have a lot of stuff and all that, thrown so. in there I think, I think that shows that we spent more time not talking about the race
0: true of, yeah so. but there's always something to talk about when it comes there to Formula 1 there is always
1: War. something to talk about um, and a, so yeah. we, can, we can wrap it up there I, I,
0: I talk for both of us when I do say seriously go and watch some Senna stuff if you haven't already Absolutely. and if you have here is your excuse to go ahead and do it anyway <laughs> because he transcends the sport um and yeah that's that's where we're going to leave it there um and also more importantly the go and watch in center leave us a rating tell your friends about the one i seven. no i'm kidding uh but please do be sure to leave us a rating let us know how we're doing and um be sure to come back next week
1: cool oh, thank you cheers everyone all right bye